Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? So you have headphones. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it right. You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally. We are on, <laughs> on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner. And the fat man. He says, man. You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up the <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. Good to be back. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple stories about me and uh, my sports history. Um... Basically, if you don't know me or see me in person, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm 6'7 and 350 pounds. And uh, since I was younger, I've always been kind of a bigger guy. And uh, people always are interested about my sports background because of how big I am and was. Um, you would think that I would be kind of a perfect candidate for football or basketball or something like that and the truth is like I did have an interest in it but it wasn't enough like I uh very uncoordinated I uh I uh very clumsy and uh I just don't have the work ethic for it um I think, uh, I mean, I, I've chatted before on the podcast a couple uh, episodes ago about my uh, history in, in bowling when I was younger because that was kind of the one sport that uh, I had the most interest in because um, of its lack of physicality. And uh, I was actually pretty good at it. So I kind of gravitated towards that. But people were always interested um why or why not i ever made it into football and the truth is that uh you know i tried i tried at a young age i think the big things that i did when i was younger was basketball and football um and bowling i uh i tried out my brother played hockey for a bit and i thought maybe that would be a place for me um so i tried to make a goal of it at hockey for a couple minutes but uh the skating ability wasn't there i actually to this day i still don't know how to stop on the ice with uh skates on like i would me stopping when I was practicing hockey or playing hockey would be just running into the walls or the boards or whatever. Um, so I think I, I played, I don't know if I even did the whole season when I was playing hockey. I feel like I only did it a couple games and decided that I had no interest. Um, I went out there on one like shift change and, uh, I got body checked into the boards and just crumbled down. And I think that was pretty much my entire, history with hockey <laughs> um 
Football was also kind of a short-lived thing, like when I was younger, and it was kind of um, like peewee football, and um, I mean, I still remember there's a videotape somewhere of me playing in the city championship football game, and I ended up tackling somebody, and uh, it was like the biggest thing ever, you know, my parents would watch it like, there he is, he tackled that guy! It's like my one big accomplishment <laughs> was that I tackled one guy one time, you know. But it's tough, you know, because when you're younger and you want to play football, you don't want to be a lineman or a defensive lineman. Like you want to be one of the one of the special positions. Like you want to be the quarterback or you want to be a wide receiver or you want to be a running back. Nobody grows up wanting to be a tackle, you know. You end up falling into that position because you're, you know, six foot eight and like 390 pounds. You know, you're like a, a mobile mountain. So it's like, what else can you do? You know, at least some of those guys are kind of gravitating in towards like the tight end positions and the defensive ends that are getting more money and stuff. But uh, so that was kind of my destiny in football was to be a tackle or a. Um, a center or something like that and I don't know it just didn't really interest me and my brother would always give me so much shit about it. he's like are you out of your fucking mind if you were a tackle you'd make like six million in the NFL I'm like yeah but all I do is push people around and that's the other thing is like I never had the temperament for football like if you're a, a tackle or an end or a center or something, every time that the ball is snapped, like you're basically in a fight with another human being over the imaginary line on the field. Like uh, your job is to push them back, and their job is to run right over you and tackle the quarterback or the um, the running back. I just don't have that temperament how many times a game to just come up on the uh to come up on the line and and be in a battle with another guy like he would win every time because i just you know i just didn't have the temperament to because I've, I've never been in a fight in my entire life you know anytime things got really close to an actual fight i was able to kind of joke my way out of it or somehow slide away without being injured and i think that's the whole point like in a fight people are like you know if somebody's aggressive towards another person if one of those two people finds a different way to resolve the situation like it seems like there's never a fight but if you put two people together that are aggressive and are always going to want to be the dominant person there's going to be a fight like neither one of them is going to back down so fists have to fly at faces you know so I did it for a while, you know, the the practice schedule was so grueling. It was a lot of running and and laying on the ground and getting up from the ground and rolling around on the ground and it just didn't interest me. And what's funny is like as I got older and I went through junior high and high school and went into college, um I always had this thing in the back of my head like, you know, am I wasting my body size like shouldn't i be playing football because i'm such a big guy to the point that it gnawed at me so much that when i went to the university of minnesota um me and jake johansson talked about this 
but I got there and I'm like, I am, I'm at the university of Minnesota. Like this is a really good athletic system. Like, am I missing out on some? So I actually went to the football office and I asked the guy, um, like how it all worked if they needed any football players. I was like, do you need any other guys? You know, cause I'm kind of, kind of a big guy, you know, do you need anybody? You know, and he was so courteous. He was like, you know, I don't, it's not how it really works. You know, you have to kind of play in high school and be ranked and, and, uh, you know, be scouted and prospected and then brought here on a scholarship or whatever. And I said, well, what, what about the walk on thing? You know, are people like walk on? And he's like, yeah. He's like, a walk on is a person that, even though we didn't scout or prospect, um, ends up coming to our school on their own, but they still have a viable track record of playing football in high school. And he was like, like, for example, he's like, how much football have you played? And I said, well, I played a year or two when I was like 11, you know, (laughs) and I just stupidly thought that football teams needed giant men like they didn't have to be that talented in the in the business of football they just had to be a giant man and they'd tell me where to stand and get in people's way (laughs) and that's just how stupid i am when it comes to sports so that's kind of where my uh my football career ended was right there my uh my basketball career on the other hand was a little bit longer and more uh illustrious um i kind of enjoyed basketball a lot more than football uh a because you played inside where there was air conditioning and there and you didn't have to wear a bunch of pads when you did like the the running and the the you know physical training stuff so it was a lot better and i actually was i was pretty good at it i was pretty good at shooting and and stuff but it was pretty funny that when i was younger when i was like playing basketball when i was like i think it was like 10 to 12 age range um i was playing on a team one season and uh i don't know what it was but pretty much like anytime i got the ball i would i would just shoot the ball because i didn't get that much playing time that i thought to myself like i have to uh maximize my time here every time i get the ball i'm taking a shot because it's gonna be you know that's my only chance and uh i would take the shot from really far away and more often than not he would actually go in to the point that i got the nickname radar because i would just throw it up and it would go in like i had some kind of supersonic radar or something but uh the second year that i was on that team uh, my my dad and my brother ended up being the coach and the assistant coach and i think my my favorite parts of that season was just watching my dad and my brother fight over coaching the basketball team and how much playing time I was getting on the court and I could care less. I'm like, I'd rather win than get a lot of playing time, you know. But uh, that year we actually ended up going to the state, uh, I don't know if it was the state championship, but it was a pretty big deal. It might have been the the city championship or the sectionals or whatever it was a pretty big deal it was being held 
in like a bigger basketball arena and uh so we got there early and we were practicing like passes and layups and all that kind of stuff and the game keep in mind the game has not even started yet we're just practicing and uh uh, this guy threw uh, a pass to me, and I ended up jamming three fingers on my left hand to the point that I had to step out of practice, and my mom had to take me to the hospital. And so I came back, and I had three of the fingers on my left hand in splints and taped together, um, and I didn't even get to play one one minute on the court during that championship game. And it was... Uh, uh, I felt really bad about it, but you know, that's kind of my whole point with playing sports is that I'm, I'm, I'm so clumsy and, uh, and I don't know what that is. Like, I'm just kind of awkward and lanky and clumsy. Like I'm just not smooth when it comes to sports. You know, I, uh, I enjoy shooting the ball around with my nephew and stuff, but you know, I actually, with basketball, um, I played it all the way up to uh, junior high, and I I actually tried to get onto the whatever it was like the junior varsity basketball team, and oh my god, I still remember that first tryout. It lasted for three hours. It was just running and running and running, and then these things called suicides, where it's like. You run half the court, and then a third of court, then the full court, and then the half a court, and then a third court, and then, I mean, by the end of it, I was absolutely exhausted, and uh, that pretty much killed any of my interest in uh, wanting to play basketball in junior high or high school, and, you know, sadly, when I was younger, I was just such an inactive kid, and... uh, you know, I had a horrible diet. I played a lot of video games. I didn't, you know, have the best, like, social skills making friends and stuff. And the friends that I did make, they were all kind of not sports guys. They were all, like, you know, computer electronics guys. And um, that's kind of where I found most of the fun, you know, is is in learning new electronics and... and uh, all that kind of stuff instead of being a jock and a sports guy. And I know my brother and my dad were really, I don't know if they were disappointed, but they, they probably were a little um, bummed out that I didn't move on with any of my sports stuff because it's not, obviously it's, it's pretty rare to be six foot seven, 360 pounds. You know, that's pretty much the statistics for any, linemen or whatever in football but you know all the stories that are coming out now about the concussions and and players having uh you know lifelong disabilities with their joints and their knees and all that kind of stuff you know it's it might have been cool for a while you know the money would have been awesome it would have helped out a lot of stuff in my family but you know i might be here right now with you know a lot of head problems and joint problems and stuff. Not to say that I don't have that right now anyways, you know, a lot of head problems and joint problems. But uh, I'd probably have more so if I 
had continued on with the football. And like I said, you know, people laugh at the bowling stuff, but uh, it was a sport, and there was some, you know, team stuff and camaraderie and friendships made. And there's certain friendships I made in bowling that I still have today. And uh, and people always laugh like, well, it's bowling. It's not that physical. I'll tell you what, man. If you play, like, some kind of Midwest tournament and you have to roll, like, six games in one day, man, by the end of it, your legs and arm and hand and everything, you're hurting. You're hurting pretty good. It takes a lot, you know, to throw a 16-pound ball down a bowling alley, you know. It's not like you're playing table tennis or, you know, shooting pool or something like that. You know, those kind of sports, they're very low impact and not a lot of exertion so but it was an interesting time in my life you know I I was out there I gave it a try I was given a certain size body to give it a go but you know it didn't really come together and my brother would always say a lot of times he's like oh my god what I wouldn't give to have your body size like I would have done so much with it and I think that's the I think it probably is true you know because my brother had he played in all the sports and he was really good at a lot of them because he had that temperament he had the temperament to come to the line with another person across the line from you and really find that energy or whatever inside of you to fight for that line you know that aggression every part of it to just want to win and the aggression and I never had any of that like I never had any of the will to win or any of that BS I'd be like you know you want this you know not really I mean you want to you win this right now you know I could go either way I mean if they really want it you know God bless them let them have it you know I don't I don't necessarily need it. You know, it's like you can't have that mentality in sports. Like you have to you have to have the killer instinct. You know, you have to you know want to 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 fight and die. You know, it's like that told uh God, it's one of my favorite um one of my favorite speeches from a sports movie. It's uh Al Pacino uh, doing any given Sunday. Um, and I like doing this stuff on my podcast. You know what? I'm going to clip that, that audio in right now because it's one of my favorite sports speeches. And I think it plays really well with this podcast right now. So this is uh, Al Pacino uh, pumping his team up in the movie Any Given Sunday. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble inch by inch play by play till we're finished we're in hell right now gentlemen believe me and we can stay here get the shit kicked out of us or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. 
one inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. It's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? So there it was, Al Pacino, Any Given Sunday. It's so dramatic. Like, you got a claw with your fingernails. You know, 
And that's what football is, man. You need that killer instinct, and I just do not have it. If it meant living and dying for an inch in football, I'd head off and get some nachos on an icy. Because <laughs> I just I don't have that. But, you know, that's what it's all about, you know. I'm in uh, Jacksonville this week um, doing some showcasing for college stuff. And the uh, NCAA March Madness tournament is going on right now. And some of the games are actually being held in Jacksonville. And the first night that I was here, I think it was uh, uh, the one team, uh, Waraford, was playing uh, the Razorbacks. And uh, I don't know why. Like, I saw their flags up in the hotel. And I came back from the conference. And their game was actually on tbs so i was like oh, i'll take a peek at it you know and it turned out that they were i think leading towards the end and then they were down by like one point or two points with like milliseconds left and the one kid got a clear look at the basket and took his three-point shot and it rattled off the back and that was like the end of the game and they lost and uh I didn't think much of it after that. I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, you know. But then um, in the morning, I, I went down for the breakfast, and I was heading back up the elevator, and it turned out that some of the players were in the elevator with me, and they were just devastated. And then I started thinking. I was like, God, that has to be devastating. You know, they're a small school. They're ranked really low. I think the Razorbacks are ranked like fourth or fifth or something. And they hung with them, and... You know, that kid makes that shot. He's like the hero for the rest of his life, you know. Hand jobs galore or whatnot. I don't know it comes to sports heroes. <laughs> um, but just that rattle off the back of the basket. And and who knows if they're going to be good enough next year to get back there. And, you know, maybe that was his senior season, you know. And it's just so amazing, like, how, you know, legacies are built and and tore down on seconds in sports you know milliseconds especially in basketball with that last shot you know how many did jordan hit those last shots i mean it's just so much pressure and you have to be so cool under pressure and make those shots and and just have no regard for your own personal safety or, or, you know, health or anything when you're in the football game. And and what it comes down to is I just didn't have it. You know, some people are, are born and built to be sports heroes and other people are born and built to eat hot dogs and tell funny jokes. And I understand where my place in the universe is. So I've come to grips with it, but... Uh, uh, as always, I appreciate you tuning into my podcasts. I I love doing them. I hope you love listening to them. And uh, I'm just going to keep them coming until, uh, I don't know, I don't know when. Until somebody's like, hey, stop doing those podcasts. You're the worst. Then I might shut it down. <laughs> but uh, as always, you can get it at iTunes or Podbean. Um, check out my website largedrunkman.com for new merch and new tour dates and uh, uh, yeah so make sure you tune in next time when we talk about 
Who knows? My parents didn't know what to do with me. They got me in a little league baseball. I played out in right field because I stunk. But you don't know. You just show up, you know. I got my glove. You any good? I don't know. My mom told me to come out here. We'll get out in right field. Okay. Turn around, you moron. Oh, okay. Not the whole way. Oh, only some. Some way. I never knew what was going on out in right field. All I knew is at the end of the game, I'd get a free snow cone. That's all I knew. Yeah. Be out there. Oh, free snow cone. Free snow cone. Brian, what's the score? Free snow cone. Free snow cone at the end of the game. If you play, they're going to give you a free snow cone. Even if you play half game, you get the whole, you don't get a half snow cone. You get a whole snow cone for half the game. The people that play whole game get a whole snow cone, and the people that play half game get a whole snow cone. So it's always whole, always whole snow cone. So I'd rather play half game. I'd rather play half game. Still get the whole snow cone. How many outs, Brian? Grape! I'm going to get grape or cherry. They're both favorites. So either one is good. If they have both, I'll get grape, though, because that's a little more favorite. But if they don't have grape, it's like, oh, that's fine, because cherry's favorite anyway, you know? So it's like another favorite, but not as much. Not as much favorite. But they're both good. They're both good. All right, Brian, you just have fun out there. Okay. The second baseman would give me signals to get me involved in the game, you know? He'd, like, you know, put his outside fingers up. Okay, Brian, get two away. Two away, Brian. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. Brian, two away. You two! And our coach would yell from the dugout every now and then, you know. Hey, guys, let's hear some chatter out there. Let's hear some chatter. What are we, rabbits? as well have been, you know. Chattering is saying, hey, batter, batter, over and over again. I don't think I ever felt like more of an idiot in my whole life. Out in the field going, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, hey, hey, batter, 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 hey, hey, coach, is there a point to this? What is that for the batter's benefit? Hey, batter, batter, hey, fielder, fielder. Hey, batter, batter, batter. Hey, fielder, fielder, fielder. They're communicating. And as the ball got to him, we're all supposed to lean in and go, hey, batter, batter, swing. Like, he couldn't get a hit when he yelled that. Swinging up. Did you hear what they yelled, coach? If that's fair, they should do that in all adult sports, you know? I'd like to see that out in the golf course. You know, hey, golfer, golfer. Hey, golfer, 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 pot, pot golfer. It's right there, pot. What the hell's the matter with you, Ralph? I'm just trying to make it fun. Why do you learn that? Are you supposed to apply that later in life? Hey, lawyer, lawyer, hey, lawyer, 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 hey, lawyer, sue, sue, lawyer. 
bus driver, bus driver, drive, drive, shift bus driver. What the hell's the matter with you? I learned that as a kid. It's just applying it. The only compliment I ever got in Little League Baseball was, good eye, Brian. Good eye, Brian. Uh, well, thank you. Good torso. I noticed you during the trunk rotation. Good eye. They would say that when you're too scared to even consider swinging the bat. The ball would graze your head at about 100 miles an hour. Ah! Good eye, Brian. Oh, thank you. What did I do? You moved your head out of the way of the fastball. Oh, good, good. I'm glad I did that. I almost didn't, but then I did. Go, team. Go, team. Go. I used to get scared getting up to bat. And what made it worse was the kids out on the field on the other team. I don't even know these kids. And they're all out there yelling, easy out, easy out. Everybody move in, easy out. How do you handle that when you're nine years old? Hey, they're walking towards me. The outfielders are playing in on the clay. The infielders are going through my pockets. Easy out. Easy out. I'm like going, hey, that's my gum. I played softball this last year. I struck out in slow-pitch softball. Let me tell you something. It's not a whole lot more humbling in life than striking out in slow-pitch. Walk back to the dugout, you know, your, your teammates are older than Little League. They try not to laugh, but it's kind of hard not to. You know, you, you sit next to them, they're going... <laughs> what can they say? Well, well, he throws a wicked 12-foot arc. It's hard to hit in only three tries. Should be a bigger ball. Should be a kickball. We should play ten strike kickball. No, that, that's what it's they call it softball. It makes it sound like it's harmless, you know. You ever take a line shot to the face with a softball? You don't go, hey, that's downy soft. That was like a big ball of cotton. Hey, don't worry about that. That's blood light. We're playing softball. We're all gonna float around like angels.